Welcome to another episode of Baggers Chat. Ethan here to review our Good Friday win over the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Carlton 16-11-107 and North Melbourne 11-18-84. So we are still undefeated, um, very, very undefeated. But I think um, as a as a you know, Carlton community, I think we're keeping it low-key. We're, we're, we're quite satisfied with it, but... Um, there's definitely still room for improvement, and that's a that's a great sign. You know, we're we're learning while winning, so it's uh, just just good to be undefeated. And I think it's our best start since 1995. And you know what happened that year, but I'll uh, keep a lid on it right now. But in my initial thoughts of the game, first of all, the, the first half was it was a very slow first half from our boys. I felt like North Melbourne were on top for a majority of that first half. We just couldn't get our flow going our attacking game. Um, I thought we were holding up pretty well down back, but uh, it was just that slow ball movement. We we kind of saw um, a lot in that round one clash against the Tigers and in bits, bits and pieces against the Giants. So um, it was a little bit frustrating in the first half, but we, we kept with them and it was only a two-point deficit heading into um, half time. So our response, absolutely perfect. Um, I think at half time we were all, extremely uh no well, I wasn't extremely worried I, I thought we would get the win but um the way we responded I think we kicked the first eight goals of that third uh since half time if you keep the first eight goals or so so it was a massive response um they all lifted our game moving the ball quicker um you could tell that bossy probably probably gave him a spray to be honest at half time I, I thought we were very slow but Response was fantastic. That's the card we know. Bang, 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 putting goals on the board. The mid started to win clearances. Um, we're getting the ball quicker to Harry and Charlie when they had their mismatches down back with, you know, North Melbourne having, you know, Zeeble, Bonner and um, Core as their kind of key backs for the day. And um, the response was superb from the boys. Um, touching on Harry and Charlie, the Twin Towers up front, 10 snags between them. You know, I picked Harry for seven. I, I th- for me, he's probably my best on, but um, four goals for him and, and Charlie kicking six goals is just um, fantastic. And that's what you wanted and that's what we got. So, you know, they did their job. It, but it's just, it, it's a dream having those two up forward and um, giving themselves space as well the other day. I think um, a lot of critics were saying that they kind of get in each other's way. And I thought, oh, I, I kind of agree with them. At some stages during, you know, the first three rounds, I thought they were kind of um, not having that separation, not allowing each other to, you know, fly the ball. So I thought um, they worked extremely well. Both of them got, went up the field and um, got their own footy as well. So it was fantastic to see. Um, on our defence, they had two key pillars, Weeders and Youngie. Um, they just had no impact um, their, tall, their North Melbourne tall forwards. I know Larky looked like he was uh, had a little bit of an injury early on in the game. I think it might have been his hip. He wasn't moving particularly well, but Weeders um, handled him very well. And um, Yangi's just um, having a superb um, start to the season. And he probably is one of the most informed key defenders in the comp. And that's not just being biased. I think he's, if you look at the stats, he's been phenomenal. And um, his, his ball use this year is just, um, improved as well, both feet, 
Um, it's just fantastic to see. And my final initial thought is draftees once again showing why they are in this best twenty-two: Hollands and Cowan. And um, you know, you look at you look at Hollands and you know, the wing role is incredibly tough, and to be able to play that well in your first four first four games. And the, his running numbers, I think he had 16.1 Ks on the ground. He was number one on the ground again, uh, like he was in the first three games. So it's fantastic. And Lockie Cowan has just been seamlessly fit into this team and he had nine touches with 100% efficiency. So it's just fantastic to see. So I'll get on to the more individual basis right now. Harry Mackay silenced his critics. Um, he's had some critics over the first three rounds and um, he, has, he, he did struggle. He has struggled to put it on the scoreboard, but on the weekend he, he knew he had the opportunity to put, you know, the goals through the big sticks with um, the North Melbourne having their, you know, key backs out. So Harry Statline, 16 disposals, 14 marks, four goals, 11 score involvements, and 17 pressure acts. Just a superb game. Um, 14 marks is just unbelievable. Um, he's almost got the best hands in the competition when he gets going and, when he flies to the ball, you can just hear the crowd get up and about, and um, a lot of the work off the ball as well. Um, using his speed for pressure, as you can see, seventeen pressure acts for a big fella is um, phenomenal. And he had his four goals and almost had a fifth with that with that uh, weird miss from the goal square, which is um, quite unbelievable. It's almost harder to miss from there than kick the goal. But um, apart from that, Harry was um, superb. Mitch McGovern. This guy, I um, I rate him very, very highly. He's inc- incredibly important for us. Um, he, he cops a bit of unwarranted hate, I think, just due to the price tag. Obviously, it was frustrating, you know, the last few years he couldn't get on the park, but um, it's good to see that he's uh, getting a bit more continuity. Um, obviously, he came off late in the game um, for a cork in his uh, hamstring or quad, uh, but uh, I think it's all good there, but... His stat line, I think, 27 disposals. That is phenomenal at 82%, which is 19 kicks, uh, six marks, and 563 metres gained from Mitch. And um, he's just showing why he's why we've put trust in him. Um, and he's really, like last year, he seamlessly got into that back line. And um, he's just, he's incredibly, like, gifted in terms of his athleticism. Uh, fly to the ball. And his ball use is superb. He takes on risks, which is which is what I like. And sometimes it doesn't come off, but if it does come off, it really break up, breaks open the game for us um, offensively. And it showed in that um, second half, he'd take on these kicks and then where really all systems go going forward. So um, another fantastic performance by Mitch and hopefully the cork isn't too much. Um, on to a, another young fella in his second year, Jesse Motlop. We've been touching on the smalls. They've been fantastic um, the last couple of weeks. Obviously, oh, he's missing this week with a with a slight hamstring strain, I believe. And uh, Dirds has been great since he come back um, in round two, who also had a good game on the weekend. But I'll just touch on Jesse Motlop. 13 touches, four marks, three tackles, two goals. And might I add, two fantastic goals outside 50, that first one. Um, I had to stand up for that one because that was that got the crowd roaring. Um, there's nothing better than the navy blue roar. But um, yeah, Jesse Mobler, 19 years old, and he's he's just coming to coming to his own, and 
uh, which is fantastic to see. He's going to be a star of the future. Um, it's just showing how good our draft um, strategies have been in the last two years. You know, obviously drafting Dirds, Motlop last year, uh, and Carroll, who I think will be okay. He was the sub on the weekend. And then obviously you've got um, Hollands, Cowan, and then Jackson Bins in the twos currently, who's looking the goods. And I think he will definitely get a game maybe later in the season or very soon. He had 28 and two in the twos, but Jesse Motlop, superb. Um, if final um, kind of focus player, uh, focus uh, final player I'll focus on, sorry, um, is Paddy Cripps and specifically the second half. I thought he, he struggled in the first half, as we most of us did, but that second half, he broke open the game for us. Um, in the second half, this is his second half stats, 18 disposals, 14 contested possessions, six clearances, two marks, three tackles, two inside 50s, and 15 pressure acts. Superb from the captain. That's what good players do. Uh, if they're a little bit down in the first half, you want them to lift, and geez, he definitely lifted. Um, and he was his his contribution really led us to those that that patch in the third and fourth quarter where we um, really killed the game. Um, I think we killed the game in that third quarter, um, and that was credit to the the work from him and the other mids. I thought Chera was solid. Um, I thought Fish was great in that second half. He lifted as well. Um, Doc in there um, in that second half where he rotated with Hewitt. I think Hewitt was a more on the half back in that second half, which is just showing the coaches, um, you know, they've got a few things up their sleeve this season if things aren't particularly going well in a certain quarter or half or a period of a game. So it's just fantastic to see. Now on to a more negative thing. Um, Harry Mackay, unfortunately, we've got, you know, another person charged in the MRO. He's charged with striking by the match review officer. Um, so he's been offered a, ma- a one-week ban. I think that was on the the hit, the hit on um, Sheasel uh, late in the last quarter. It's a little bit of an annoying one. He could have avoided it. It was a bit careless. But honestly, if you're getting reported for that, like he got him in the shoulder. It was a shoulder head. He didn't, he didn't mean to hit him. I think he'll be low impact and I think he will be playing against the Crows. I think we have to appeal that. Um, but that'll be interesting in the next coming days. And obviously I'll touch on that in the the preview of the um, Crows clutch for Thursday night. And finally, best player on the ground, the same bloke, Harry Mackay. Um, superb on the night. Um, obviously had the four goals and 14 marks. That, that's where he, that's where, that's his bread and butter. Balls in the air. When he's one-on-one, he's hardly getting beaten. Um, his aerial ability, his aerobic ability to run around the ground, he's superb. And hopefully he can build on that performance. And um, hopefully, fingers crossed, he's playing in the gather-round clash against the Crows and uh, builds on that and kicks a few more against them. But um, finally, Walshy, Bam Bam and Akers will be back for this Crows clash. Obviously, I'll touch on that in the, the preview in the next couple of days. But that's... Three massive ins from a, from a team who's looking the goods right now and obviously undefeated. Uh, three wins, a draw, and obviously sitting second on the ladder behind the Saints, who we actually face in a couple of weeks. But another another good performance. Um, we're, we're still there's still plenty of room for improvement. Um, we're keeping a lid on it, but we're undefeated. We're going to be second um, at the end of this round, which is superb. 
um, above Collingwood, which is fantastic. That's always always a good time when Collingwood loses and um, the Blues win. But finally, um, thanks for you guys for all the support and the recent videos. Pato still lapping it up in the States. Um, he'll be back probably after the Saints clash. So uh, you're going to be stuck with me for the next couple of weeks. But make sure you like, subscribe, um, follow us on Instagram. We're posting a lot on there. Uh, we're quite active on there. If, if you can't watch a video um, episode, we're on Spotify as well. So if you drive to work or drive home, make sure you listen. Um, and, yeah, happy happy Easter, everyone. I'm currently filming this on Easter Sunday. It should be up on Easter Sunday night if all things go well. But um, just to wrap it up, up the baggies. Oh.